Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello and welcome into the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. It was the seventh day of padded practice at Chiefs training camp on Friday, and after it was over, we were joined by Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, safety Juan Thornhill, wide receiver McCole Hardman, and linebacker Ben Neiman via Zoom conference call. We'll hear from Reid and Thornhill on the first half of this podcast. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll hear from Hardman and Neiman but first up, here's the Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. Okay, so uh, uh, Dana, um, or Dana, he uh, tweaked his calf um, and came up. But other than that, um, had a good turn. I got some guys back today, and it was good work uh, for, the, for the players. Um, all in all, uh, I'm happy with where we're, where we're going here. We need to keep working and work our way through it. Um, it's it's training camp so we're adding things testing them mentally and physically and and they're they're coming out with good energy uh tomorrow we have our uh practice in the stadium look forward to opening that up to the fans and uh giving them an opportunity to see and also kind of get the mechanics of uh game day down so we'll we'll function like that as a staff um all stay on the same sideline um and come out of the tunnel and so on, the things that the guys don't have a chance to do during preseason games. So all in all, it'll be beneficial. It'll be beneficial for our, uh, for Mark Donovan and his crew um, to be able to set the stadium up and, and go through that procedure, um, a good dry run for, for everybody. So anyways, with that time's yours. Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Coach. Hope, hope you're doing well. Yeah, thanks, um, we're talking to Juan today, and Juan Thornhill. I'm wondering, um, from your perspective, how did he attack this thing in terms of his rehab? And also, especially late in the season, second half of the season, what did you see from his progression as a rookie? Yeah, I thought Juan got better every, every week. And he's a talented kid. It was just a matter of getting out and doing it. And, and uh, every week he improved. And, and so I know he's looking forward to getting back in there and, and playing. He's, he's been able to ramp up here a little bit and, and get a little work the last couple of days, so that's good. He, he attacked the the whole procedure with uh, with the knee. Um, his his uh, rehab, he, he came with energy every day and worked like crazy to get that back. And and uh, here he stands, you know. So he, it's strong and and uh, he's working hard. Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy, how you doing today? I'm good, Adam. Thank you. Good. Hey, a uh, couple things, Andy. First, do you have a sense on when Tyreek Hill will be back uh, to practice? And secondly, um, you, your defense made a good number of plays today. Everybody knows what your offense can do when it's rolling. So, so do you like to see that when your offense – I'm sorry, when your defense stands up and makes its share of plays on a day like this? Absolutely. Um, uh, I, the, the better we are on both sides of the ball in special teams, uh, the better football team will be. So – 
Uh, I love the fact that they're challenging. They're going back and forth. Uh, great energy. We're getting a lot of works with ones versus ones, which I think is important. Um, and, and they're pushing through uh, and challenging each other every play, which uh, does nothing but make you better. And then what was your other part there? <clears throat> oh, Tyreek. So Tyreek, uh, um, it's, a, it's day to day. He, uh, um, it's not a, a big tear or any of that. It's, it's just, uh, um, it'll, but it'll be a few days. We'll just we'll ease him back in. And uh, he, got, he got great work here, the first part uh, of camp. So <clears throat> Let's go to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Hope you're doing well. In reference to the, the decision that the club put out yesterday to kind of ban Native American imagery on fans inside the stadium, I'm curious if you had the opportunity to be a part of the conversation that the organization had between uh, Native American groups and what's your thoughts on where the decision as a whole? Yeah, well, our, you know, our Native American brothers, I mean, I, I appreciate them and, and uh, we, we listen, like I, I said before. So I wasn't a, a huge part of that, but I, I, I was talked to about it and, and uh and coached up on it. So I, I, I understand and, um, and, and uh, listen, um, it's, it's that time and, and Clark does a great job with that as Mark Donovan does um, in listening and, and making changes as needed. So, um, but, but listen, we, we, we appreciate again, uh, our Native American brothers. I mean, absolutely. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey Andy, good to see you. Uh, I have two questions for you. Uh, Nick Kaiser's getting a lot of reps. Just how beneficial is that for him to get both reps with uh, guys like Chad Henney and Patrick Mahomes as you sort of evaluate him without the preseason? And then secondly, uh, to build off what Aaron's question uh, just a minute ago, in terms of the, the team's decision, um, just how much had this been discussed over the last year or so um, within regards to obviously – what the sort of tone is being changed culturally uh, and trying to uh, better listen to indigenous people and how much were you a part of the process, if at all, with Clark and Mark in terms of discussing what the team may want to do um, with fans moving forward? Um, yeah, so uh, they – listen, that's not, that's not my area, um, although they talk to me about it. So um, I, I understand. I, I just like the fact that – that uh, Mark and Clark, they're, they're willing to listen and willing to work on things. And, and they, they don't waste time with that. I, I mean, it's, um, I, I love that part. So, and, um, and then your other part, yeah, we're, we'll just keep getting better in that area, you know, what you're saying. So, Let's go to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. You know, Coach, between OTAs and the ramp-up period and the acclimation period this year, you know, you're probably short about 15 to 20 practices of what you would normally have. Uh, do you find yourself just doing the exact same things, but just spending less time? Or are there things that you cut from the routine that you would do in most years you just can't do this year? Well, you don't get a lot of repeats on situations. So um, you try to make sure that you have them all covered. Uh, utilize your walkthroughs that you have in the afternoon um, and, and make sure you're there. You make sure your film study is complete. Uh, which can be tough during camp um, with the number of plays that we run. So, uh, but you're in the meetings and everything else that's involved with it. So, uh, but you want to make sure that you cover all of that and, and, uh, and, and, and you do, you listen, you lose, you lose opportunities of not only including the, the off season, but also uh, during this, this time here. Uh, but uh, the mental part, you got guys that have to stay sharp coaches and players and make sure we have everything covered. 
Let's go to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach. Uh, how you doing? Uh, just two quick questions here for you. We get Ben Neiman here shortly, um, and I'm curious, what's been his biggest step from last year to this year uh, as you had a chance to evaluate him over seven days of practices? And lastly, I'm sorry if I, if I didn't hear you say what, what was going on with Jarius Sneed. We didn't see him out there today. So what's his status? Yeah, um, Jarius, we just rested him. He, he had a little tweak, so we rested him. Um, so with the other – what was the other part, Herbie? I mean, you're th- you guys are like – Double dipping me here, you guys. <laughs> you guys you know. Ben Neiman, what was the biggest step you've seen? Yeah, that yeah. So he, listen, he. I think he's put on strength uh, over, um, you know, over the year, and I thought that was big for him. So uh, Ben Ben has got a great football mind. He coaches kid that whole thing, and um, but but the physical strength, I, I think he's added to that. Um, I think he's probably more familiar with the with the scheme, obviously, as I think all the defense players are, but. Uh, for him personally, I think he's gotten a little bit stronger. All right, guys, we got time for a couple more. Let's go, Pete, and then Seren. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Coach. Uh, it, it kind of struck me yesterday uh, with uh, Coach Tobe that it's going to be a lot tougher with the roster decision making. And I know you leave that to to Brett Veach, but is there going to be almost a natural inclination that you may have to fight by you know in keeping veterans since you can see some game tape? I just wonder how that factors in from like roster numbers forty nine to fifty three. Yeah, so one thing Brett does is a great job of communicating with the coaches. Um, he's always talking to them, and we meet at night, and we grade the players. We grade them every play, so um, whether it's special teams uh, and or offense and defense. So um, we'll come out with a pretty good idea. It's still early now, but every practice, every rep becomes important. We talk to the players about that, that um, it, you, your tape ends up being important in this time. We don't have a chance to see in games and uh, with a preseason game. So you've got to show on these other phases here. And, and, uh, and it's no more important than on, on special teams. Normally you have a couple, three, two, three guys that make it on special teams just because of their play there. But you don't have that opportunity in a game and, and, uh, and do that. So to Seren with the last one. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Coach, uh, sorry to – to double dip audio here. My first one will be uh, housekeeping. Just kind of, can you give us, uh, we heard a, a Mike Pinnell suspension. Can you give us any details on the Pinnell? What was said earlier, a couple, uh, several days ago on that and any update on Eric Fisher? That's the housekeeping part. And then uh, from a coaching standpoint, um, I was looking back at like strike seasons, right? Other seasons that have been disrupted weren't just your normal. I know how you coaches are creatures of habits and you have your counter like all 365 days. Um, and like, my, uh, Bill Parcells kind of struggled in those in those years. He didn't have his best records in those years. Marv Levy had been building something here in Kansas City, and he he tumbled down to like a three and six or two and seven record, and ended up ending his tenure here in Kansas City. Those are obviously you know Hall of Fame caliber coaches. What what I mean? Do you study those years? Do you, do you have any idea what the landmines ended up being for those guys? And is or is the strike season have no comparison to what you guys are dealing with right now? Well, this is, this is what I think the difference is, is, um, and I, I'm not predicting records. I'm not doing that, but I, I'll tell you that um, uh, here we've been able to communicate with the players. So when, when the lockout took place, I, I was a head coach at that time and, and we weren't able to talk to the players and the players knew that it was going to be for an extended period of time. And, you know, I joked about it, but some guys traveled the world, you know, so this was different. These guys were on the WebEx uh, calls every day. 
um, three, you know, three to four times a week. And we, we knew what they were doing. We, we knew they were working out. And, um, and then we were able to see what kind of shape they were in with the ramp up period that we had. And a lot of that was set up from, from what took place, um, you know, uh, with the lockout, um, with, the, with the union. So, um, but we had the ramp up period. So now again, you get an opportunity to see what kind of shape they were in. They came back in, in good, good football shape or good shape. And then it was a matter of getting them into football shape. And that's where we're at now. But it was a completely different, uh, completely different situation, I thought. Again, I'm not predicting records or anything else or, you know, None of us know what, what happens in the future here, but it's, uh, um, that, that I can tell you is different, yeah. Hey, Juan, welcome back. I, I was curious, you know, you went through the injury last year and pretty soon after on social media and, and otherwise, just the way you would carry yourself, you, you turned pretty quickly to positivity, like very, very fast. I just was wondering how you were drawn, drawn to that feeling so fast and how that sort of pushed you through and, and being able to return for camp? So with the ACL injury, it's like it's very stressful, just being completely honest. And then, like, I was just talking to Tyron about the two ACL surgeries that he had, and he was like, the main thing is just being positive. So that's, like, the first thing I wanted to do is just be positive throughout this whole process because if you're not positive, it's going to slow down your healing process. So I just wanted to stay positive. Uh, and try to lift up my teammates as they were going through the playoffs. So I didn't want to be that guy to like uh, bring, like be a cancer in the locker room whenever like they heard from me and I was always down. I wanted to just be there to lift them up. Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Juan, welcome back. A um, couple things real quick. Can you give us a sense of when you think you'll be uh, ready to, to do some more, some team type activities? And also take us briefly, if you could, through the rehab, just what the emotions were when you, when you maybe first thought, okay, I'm going to make it back, that kind of thing. Um, I'm not really sure, like, when I'll get, like, full go. I'm just trying to, like, stack good days through, through individuals, just work through the, through the pain a little bit, and just hopefully I can get back out there soon. But, like, throughout the whole uh, rehab process, like, they, Rick and Julie, they did a heck of a job. They, I came in back from Dallas after my surgery, and, I mean, we pretty much jumped right into it. We had to get that range of motion, build up the strength. And once we got that, like, I started to get a little bit more mobile, um, on the field and I started to feel like it was like it was about time for me to at least get back out there with my teammates and start moving around the individual drills and uh, if we keep on doing that hopefully I can get back out there soon let's go to Sam McDowell go ahead Sam hey Juan um, how much do you feel like you're able to do now and I guess how do you sort of guard against trying to do too much and, and staying on the pace that, that your trainers have set out for you See, the thing is, I'm not really thinking too much about just, like, trying to stay on pace. I'm just, while I'm out there, I know that I'm doing individuals, so my mind is strictly just focused on doing what I'm, what I'm supposed to do. I'm not thinking about the knee. I'm trying to just move as much as I can and work through it, like I said before. But that's pretty much all I've been doing, and, and hopefully I can get back out there. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Juan. I hope you're doing well, man. Uh, my two questions are, what do you feel like you got – and gain the most out of the postseason experience not playing, right, but just seeing the process up close as much as you could uh, and being, you know, helping the team obviously be in position to obviously have success in the postseason and watching them win the Super Bowl. And then what did you see of yourself on tape last year that once you know you're fully healthy, you can sort of improve on and sort of show differently based on what you learned in Spagnuolo's defense? 
uh, starting off, I was a little rusty, just being completely honest, just like making those rookie mistakes, you know, just like giving up plays that I shouldn't be giving up. And I definitely watch every single game and I could just see myself progressing each game. I got better each each game each week. And I mean, that's the biggest thing with me. Just once I get back, just pick up where I left off and don't don't move backwards, move forwards and get keep getting better and stacking those good days. And like me watching, I was in Dallas watching the Tennessee game and Houston game. And I mean, I was really happy for my team, but it just made me more like determined and more hungry just because I wasn't being able to play in the playoffs with with my teammates. And then definitely when I was at the Super Bowl watching, it was like I was so happy. But at the same time, it was eating me alive just thinking like, okay. Three weeks ago, I was healthy. I could have been playing out there with my teammates on that field. Like, this is my dream. I want to play in the Super Bowl. But, I mean, I'm definitely happy that my team won. And it just made me more determined for this season to come back and, and pick up where I left off. All right, looks like we've got four hands up. We'll go right down the line. Let's just start with Harold. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Juan. Uh, as someone who has torn his ACL myself, uh, you got to tell that's pretty commendable for you to come back. I'm just curious during that process, because usually it's about a year before you really feel like you get to that, uh, your true athletic self. What was it like for you? What was the most difficult part for you going through that whole process? I think you mentioned a little bit of Nate, but what's just that diff- most difficult part for you going through the whole process just medically? And then also, uh, you know, now that you're coming back, you know, what's the most difficult part of you trying to ramp back up to what you feel is your, your athletic self? Uh, the most difficult part, honestly, was just like staying positive just because of the, the part that it was like you were constantly doing the same thing over and over. And guys tend to just like start to shut down after you do it after a month or two months or three months. But that was like definitely the hardest part for me and also just working through that pain. But once I got back on, on the field, it just I feel like things just start to get so much better. So, I mean, that was pretty much the hardest part for me. Let's go to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, uh, Juan, first of all, good to see you. A couple of questions. One, what was the reception like for your teammates when they saw you back in uniform coming back out there on the field? And then secondly, uh, listen to what you were saying about your, about watching the playoff games from at home and then the Super Bowl. Uh, I've kind of compared it to Carson Wentz when he, you know, was the MVP that season and then, you know, had the injury and then watched Nick Foles win the Super Bowl. How do you and, and other players who are on the IR that get a ring, but of course, like you said, sat there, watched it, but wasn't able to feel like a part of the championship game, but don't know, know that you uh, factored into the season being to where they are. How does that factor into your motivation coming into this season to try to stay healthy and to make sure that you are, again, a huge part of the team repeating? So with my the teammates, they didn't really they knew that I was like progressing pretty well, but they wasn't sure exactly when I was gonna get back on the field. I kind of kept it to myself. But then like I just randomly like just threw on my shoulder pads and, and stuff one day, and it was like, oh, they were really shocked that I was coming back out there. But it seemed like they were really excited to see me move. Coach Merritt and Coach Spags, it seemed like they were really excited as well. But I mean, it was a great feeling to be out there. And the thing is, like, like I said, like with me not being out there, it just made me really hungry. Like. I've never felt this hungry before. Like, I was really hungry coming into the NFL, but with me not being able to play in in the playoffs, like, I feel like I let my team down. Like, and I just, I just, like, I can't, I can't let myself just fall back because I have to pick up where I left off and take off. And hopefully I can help my teammates get back to the Super Bowl. Hopefully I can play in this last one. Uh, Last two, let's go Steve and then Seren. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Juan. Welcome back, man. Yeah, appreciate Uh, it. 
I know you uh, were going through rehab, but I know you also know that you you saw some of the moves that Brett Beach has been able to make as far as getting guys deals. Uh, how much confidence does that give you knowing that as long as you continue to do the right things on the field and off the field, that the organization will take care of you when it's your time? Uh, I'm not really focused on the deals as of right now. I'm just focused on day by day, getting back on the field, pushing myself to become a better player. And then hopefully when that time comes, I mean, something good will happen, but I'm not really focused on that right now. Let's go to Sarin to close it out. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, Juan, a couple things here. Uh, first of all, you, meant you used the word hungry uh, for yourself. And generally speaking, teams that have gone to back-to-back Super Bowls, they turn over six to eight starters. Uh, you guys are bringing back, theoretically, all 22, right? Everyone says 20, but Wiley was a starter earlier in the year. Um, you know, you were a starter earlier in the year. That's really the, the whole everyone back. You're the guy who didn't get a play in it. Do you feel like you're going to have to maybe, uh, you know, drive the guys and be the one that says, hey, I, I want to be on the field for it. And if anybody lets down, that, that you're going to be the guy that, that speaks up for them. And then secondarily, um, you were talking about you kind of gave a, a timeline of how you saw yourself getting better. Um, and maybe being a rookie, you, were, you, know, that you didn't have time to kind of maybe take in the whole forest, right? Do you remember seeing the defense turn the corner? And when you felt like it was clicking for everybody else and what it was that kind of got you guys over the hump and in, in that stretch run in that second half when you were playing so well? Um, at the beginning of the season, we were pretty much – we were trying to learn the defense. Guys were trying to figure out how to play together. We tried to figure out how – what were guys' strengths and weaknesses. And then, like, midpoint in that season, we started to click because of the guys started to know the strength. Like, for example, like – me playing beside Tyron, I didn't know what he was good at and I didn't know what he was bad at. But then once we, like, we start playing multiple weeks together, we start to get that feel that like, okay, I know that he's going to do this. And we started making more plays because we were confident in what our teammates could do. And the other part is just about like being hungry, like the team being hungry, right? Like if anybody's a little complacent because they all – you're going to get your ring, but they all were out there. Do you feel like it's going to be your job to maybe crack the whip on some guys? I don't – like, I've been out there a couple of days watching a team. I don't even feel like there's any guys that's, that's pretty much living on last year. That's Last year is last year. This is a new season. So, I feel like everyone's still hungry. We're determined to get back. And if there is someone that's maybe falling off or starting to slack off just because we are Super Bowl champions, yes, I will step up because of the fact I see myself as a leader as well, even though this is my second year in the NFL. Juan, we appreciate the time today. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you having me. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. 
You just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and safety Juan Thornhill, and now we continue on with wide receiver McCole Hardman. Hey, what's up, McCole? Good, it's good. Um, the coaches have talked a lot about your off-season work. I'm just wondering, what was the concentration of that work? What, what specifically were you trying to work on? Uh, uh, fundamentals, different, um, like different releases, um, getting better at the line with my hands, um, top of route. You know, um, I can, I know I can go deep. I know I can run the deep ball very well. You know, but just more trying to become a more complete receiver and the, the intermediate routes, the short game, and try to improve on that area. Let's go to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Good. I'm good. How you doing? Good. Uh, entering your second year into the league, man, where do you feel like you have improved the most? And also, how important has Tyreek been in motivating and pushing you uh, to be a better player? Yeah, I think more so uh, just my confidence. I think I'm more confident in, in the system and, and what Coach Reed got in place. And um, I think I, I, I'm more improved when being a more overall receiver instead of just like, you know, a, a deep threat. So I think I can run the, the intermediate routes now well and um, just keep it um, improving on that. And um, like you said, having Tyreek in, in my corner and um, having him watch him work and, and what he's been doing over the last four years, man, uh, it's, it's a great motivation uh, motivator so I can, you know, get it to the level that he at. And um, I, you know, I strive every day to, you know, try to be um, as good as him. Let's go to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Michael, how you doing? Okay. Um, my, my, my question for you, as a rookie now coming into a second-year player, you've obviously achieved the mountaintop by winning the Super Bowl. How does one stay motivated from, a, from an individual aspect when obviously it's a team game being a football, but how do you better yourself and how do you try to put yourself in the team in a, in a situation to repeat when you've already come into the league winning the Super Bowl? Uh, I just feel like um, – once you win one, you want you want another one. You know, I feel like um, that's kind of like the motivator. You know, you can't get complacent in what you did the last year because obviously nobody's not talking about last year no more. It's over. It's a whole new season. Um, so I think it's just more so, you know, the guys that's around you, the guys that, you know, that that been here for a long time, one that got one just like me, I think the, how they motivate us throughout practice and, you know, having that target on our back is just is, is a motivator to us, like, you know, to show, show everybody it wasn't a fluke, you know, that we can do it again, we can go back to back. and um, But, yeah, it's kind of like it definitely um, – it's probably like the hardest thing is like trying to stay, you know, humble and, and keep that keep the motivation going because you can't get complacent, especially if you want win one, you know. and um, But I think the whole team motivated. I think Coach Reed doing a great job in keeping us motivated and um, knowing what's at stake and knowing that we can, you know, go get this thing again. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Michael, uh, we are like one year since that joke thing came out where Pat had, had told you to keep running and, and you've grown so much since then. And I'm just wondering now the year later, looking back to that, uh, in your own words, how much has your, your chemistry grown with Patrick Mahomes? Uh, it's growing. It's continued to grow. Um, you know, my job is, you know, just to play my role, do my role, and, and do that well. And um, I think we uh, we continue to gain trust. And, and um, well, it's my job to gain trust from Pat, you know. Um, we got a lot of weapons on the field. So the more he can trust me, and um, the more offense can be. So the um, more potent it can be. So I'm just trying to just do my job, man, and catch every ball, come out with, take advantage of every opportunity, and, uh, and keep running, you know. Let's go to Seren Petra. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, McCall, I'm curious, you talked about some of the things you worked on, um, and, and we've talked to a number of the rookies. Like, looking back on it now, what do you know now that you wish you knew then? Like, what, what, what is it or, or what work are you able to get done now that maybe in getting ready for the draft, spending so much time in the offseason for the draft that you were able to go back and get done now that you couldn't do last year, just year two versus year one? 
actually get like in football shape. I think uh, when you coming out for college, you you focus on like the forty and you know just routes. You really not in in that football shape. And I think when you get to like the Ricky Mini Camp or like the OTAs, you kind of realize like I'm really not in shape. I thought I was in shape, but I'm not. So this offseason, you can really focus on more of like realistic situations and, and, you know, running more routes, you know, and um, doing things that are going to translate to the practice when you get there. So it can help you, you know, keep your lungs open, keep running a little bit more, you know, running some half gashers or whatever that may be. So I think um, learning from that and learning to actually get in football shape definitely um, is a is a big helper coming into the, like, this year. Uh, let's go. we got two more. Let's go Nate Taylor and then Herbie. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Nicole. I'm interested on – Going from not only just year one to year two, but just seeing Andy's playbook and understanding it, now seeing some of the new stuff that you guys are doing in camp so far, just what is that experience like uh, to understand you're playing all three, you know, wide receiver positions, but there's new plays that you guys are sort of building off of what you saw last year? Uh, you know, it's pretty much, you know, it, it's easier because once you've been through that year with the playbook and knowing the players and being familiar with the players, especially at all three positions, then when the new players come in, it's like more of like, okay, I kind of got a grasp of this concept. So it's not as hard to, to learn it. So uh, I think the, what we got in, the players that's, that's coming in, I think it's like familiar. It's new, but it's it's familiar. And um, it's kind of a little more easier to, you know, like um, to, to learn it. So now it's like, okay, I know what you want out of this route because I've seen this route, but I know exactly what you're looking for. And that's how we go through it. That's how we approach it. And then when a new players come in, we just attacking it like it's an old play and then, you know, try to put it on film and see what we need to do from it. Uh, let's finish up with Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, McCall. Hey, we all obviously know what Patrick Mahomes can do with a football, but I'm, I'm curious because we saw that sidearm throw today to, uh, to Demarcus Robinson. With, with, it looked like there was no window. But as a wide receiver, do you ever find yourself just watching that and, and being a fan of some of those throws? <laughs> uh, I think I think sometimes you could be like, yeah, man, he just he make it look so easy, you know. But I think we see it so much, we see it every day. It's just kind of normal to us. And um, but you know, you, you don't really want to be like a fan of it because it might come your way, and you be like, oh man, he threw a pass like this, and you drop it, you know, and you might not get a pass again. So like, uh, I, I don't think uh, we we try to be wild. We probably be more of like, hey, good throw, and, and just going by business because we're expecting to make those like that. The you know the side arms the no looks the deep balls down the field like we we expect them to do that we see it every day so to us to receive it that's new it just it's just for us to go catch the ball and make something happen with it. McCole, we appreciate you. Thank you for the time today. Okay. Appreciate you. Hey Ben, hope you just finds you well. Uh, you're getting a lot of work uh, over the last week, and I'm curious. Coach Reed said earlier today that um, one of the things that stands out to him is your strength level compared this year to last year. But I'm curious. What do you think is, has been your biggest jump from 2019 to 2020 to help set you up for a lot of the work you're getting now? Yeah, I think uh, just being in the second year in Spag system, I feel more comfortable. Um, and then, you know, in college, I didn't play in the box. I wasn't in the box linebacker. Um, then my rookie year, we were in a 3-4 scheme, which, you know, was totally different night and day than, than what we're in now. So, uh, you know, just last year and this year have kind of been my first you know, two years of experience as a true inside, you know, 4-3 linebacker. So, I think uh, just that comfort, being more comfortable in the scheme. So, let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Ben. Good to see you, man. Um, have two quick questions for you. In going from year one to year two, what makes Steve Spagnolo a good teacher to help you understand the system better based on your experience last year? 
And from your perspective, given he was with you guys all of last year on the practice squad, just what are you seeing from Nick Kaiser uh, that has impressed you so far in camp? Yeah, with uh, Coach Spags, I think, you know, being in year two of the scheme now, we're just trying to dive deeper, you know, um, understanding the full call. Um, last year, you know, year one, you're kind of getting your assignment down and just trying to be in the right place and uh, get a line right and, you know, make plays now just having a full grasp of everything, you know, knowing what guys around you are doing, knowing, you know, why he's calling these calls in certain situations and what the strengths and weaknesses are of these calls and, you know, who you, who you have around you um, and, and how you use other guys. Um, in terms of Kaiser, uh, he's been productive. He's doing a great job. Um, you know, he's gotten a, gotten a lot of reps this camp and he's taking advantage of them. So, uh, you know, he's a, he's a fun guy to compete against. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Ben, I had you down for about, uh, I guess, 36% of defensive snaps last year. I I'm wondering how much work went into this off the field last year to better prepare you to be able to step into this role and play as fast as you're playing right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just getting my book, trying to learn as many spots as possible um, so I can plug in and, you know, play wherever they need me to, um, you know, line up, shuffle, things change. Um, you know, guys come in, guys leave, guys get hurt. Um, so just being able to plug and play kind of, you know, wherever in this offseason, just, you know, tried to attack, attack everything in terms of working out, um, you know, the playbook, all that. So let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Ben, how you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, are there things um, you're seeing in practice that lead you to believe you all you, the Chiefs will get off to a better start defensively this year than maybe you did last year? Uh, I mean, that's the goal. Um, you know, we're just trying to get better every single day, um, you know, improve every day. I think we definitely feel, you know, more comfortable in this scheme. Um, we will feel more comfortable week one, you know, this year compared to last year. Um, that just, you know, comes with reps and experience um, and, you know, learning uh, the more you know, fine details of, of this scheme. So, uh, you know, we're looking forward to week one, and uh, we want to play fast. So, Let's go to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Ben, uh, obviously your alma mater has been in the uh, news a lot. Uh, your, your head coach uh, up there at Iowa has been in the news a lot. It hasn't all been positive. I'm just curious, what was your experience like at Iowa, and what was your reaction when you heard, one, the strength coach being let go, and and some of the things that are being said by some of the African-American players that are on the team and have been on the team. Yeah. Um, you know, and with my brother and dad being both a part of that program, it kind of, you know, hit, hit close to home. But uh, my experience at Iowa was great. Um, you know, I know other people didn't have the, the same experience from me, and I definitely don't want to take away from, you know, anything anybody else has experienced or said, um, you know, because everybody has their own experience and has, um, you know, their own four years. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, I'm excited for the program moving forward. I think a lot of things that people felt have been brought to light. And uh, I think, you know, that can be used as positive change. And, um, you know, it can just take us to, to another level. So I'm excited for what the future holds. Let's go to Matt Derrick to close us out. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Ben, I'm curious, you know, what you've seen so far from Willie Gay and, you know, when there's going to be opportunities for him to be on the field, maybe with you and Anthony and Damian, uh, what, what do you just see as overall as, you know, the potential of that group with what Willie might be able to bring to you? Yeah, Willie's doing a great job. Um, you know, he's definitely a, a talented kid. Um, 
So, and he's been fun to have in the room. <clears throat> you know, he brings it every day and he's a, a great teammate, got a fun personality. So uh, excited for this year and, you know, what he can do to help the defense out for sure. Ben, thank you for taking the time today. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks.